This is Breaking Into Cybersecurity with your host, Ayo Adiojo. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Ayo Adiojo from the Breaking Into Cybersecurity podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Dr. Jared Auger, author of his new book, Cybersecurity Career Master Plan, Proven Techniques and Effective Tips to Help You Advance in Your Cybersecurity Career. He also is the chief content creator of a YouTube channel titled Simple Cyber, where he helps aspiring cybersecurity professionals and leaders break into the field and also go further into the field faster. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest, Dr. Gerald Auger. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to speak to you about your book and your YouTube channel. Yeah, thanks, Ayo. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm totally excited to be here. And thanks for that uh, very, very kind introduction. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, I see you're also, uh, for my guess as well, um, Dr. Gerald is also, Dr. Gerald is also a uh, information security professional, and he also is a, a faculty member. Uh, so he teaches cybersecurity. Uh, he has his YouTube channel, and he's also, again, a security leader in the field as well. So lots of experience, and uh, it's going to be a great show today. Um, so I guess my first question for you is how did you get into cybersecurity? You definitely really went for far in your career in terms of work and academia. Uh, so how, how did you get there? Yes. So I, I definitely, you know, I, I am quite busy, but if you see the common thread in it all, it is cybersecurity, um, you know, field. And it's because I just absolutely, I love every facet of it. I love how quickly it changes. I love the engagement of it. Uh, I originally went to school for computer science, which, you know, is kind of an on-ramp or a traditional on-ramp into the field. Right. But I graduated um, and got a job as a software engineer because that's, you know, I was just a punk 22-year-old, 23-year-old, didn't have a lot of mentorship. Uh, so I didn't know what the different options were in the field. So I, I thought you got a computer science degree and you got a software engineering job, especially because this was the early 2000s uh, for those in the audience who aren't aware of this. In the early 2000s was when the internet was exploding, like Google, Yahoo, um, people were making millions of dollars. It was called the dot-com boom. And being able to write code was like your key to that kingdom of money. So a lot of people were doing that. I got a job as a software engineer. It was fine. I I called it a kind of blue collar uh, tech work because you could really build something each day, build a module, um, sprint you know, Scrum and Sprint and Agile wasn't really a thing yet, but that's kind of how you would do it is build little pieces and you could take satisfaction in what you'd done. So I I enjoyed the work, but my code got audited. I was working for the Marine Corps and it got audited for security uh, explicitly, right? And this was like early FISMA prep work and my my code did poorly, right? So I didn't really have auditing uh, logs my authentication was a simple username and password, but you could get around that. I didn't have different levels of permission, like admin versus general user. And but my code worked, right? I was I was meeting my requirements per the client, uh, but I failed. And I'm a bit of a um, competitive person. I like high quality, high excellence, and it, it it really bothered me that I had failed this audit. So I I dug into it a little bit. And that's kind of the inflection point where I find out about this field of cybersecurity. Now, granted, this was like, you know, audit work and standards compliance, uh, but it, 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 it introduced the field to me. And then within maybe a year, I, I was getting a little bit more exposure to it. Definitely didn't know anything about it. But I worked at a large company called Bearing Point, uh, which is now defunct, but 
it was the consulting arm of KPMG, which is one of the big four accounting firms. So the, the key takeaway is there's like 50,000 employees, right? And a lot of government contracting work. So I did a bit of a hack, right? So we are hackers in our industry. I did a bit of a hack and I opened the global access list or global address list in Outlook, right? So everybody who works can open Outlook and you'll have typically a, you know, a, a, a contact list of everybody that works there, right? So I open it up, I filter on uh, cybersecurity, I filter on manager above, and I think that's it. And I, and I filtered it and I got basically a list of people who obviously worked in the field and had some level of, uh, you know, experience to be managing projects of cybersecurity. And I, I called those individuals one at a time or reached out to them, emailed, and uh, some of them never responded. But one guy, Ray Sturby, actually reached out, got on a phone with me, and this is this is like the breakthrough point. This is where the dam breaks out. I, I talked to him. I'm like, what is this field? What is this? Is it all like, you know, pen testing or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Like there's like the blue. Well, he didn't say the blue side, but he's like, there's the defensive side. There's the engineering side. There's the offensive side. There's tools that allow people to see where all of the vulnerabilities are. There's tools that point and click and exploit things. It's really, really a fascinating field. And I probably talked to Ray for about 20 minutes. And at that moment, I decided, like after I was done talking to him, uh, that I was going to work in this field. There was no question. And then basically every decision I made after that uh, was towards advancing myself into the field. I went and got a master's in information assurance. Uh, I got all the certs that you're supposed to get, SEC plus, um, CISSP. Um, any, any, I was doing some IT administration as well. Uh, at this point, I was software engineering IT admin. Um, I was forcing security projects into my IT admin role. And uh, I just took off from there. I've never looked back and I've never been disappointed with that decision. Excellent, excellent answer. Wow, that's a great path. And, you know, that's similar to mine as well. Like, like I, I kind of saw a, um, a hospital get hacked and that was just where it took off. So, you know, good work as well. And, and it's, it's great to see, um, you know, you following your dreams and, and pushing through because looking at your, your LinkedIn, you know, it, it was in a, a short journey. Um, you definitely mm-hmm. learned a lot of things and, and you've really grown in your career. Um, so excellent, excellent. Um, also, I want to talk about your, your what inspired you to make your uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, so the YouTube channel is Simply Cyber. And uh, if you can just put drop a link in the description or whatever, if people want to check it out. But basically, uh, a couple things uh, kind of drove this. One, uh, I had done a, I had worked at a medical university for six years or so. And I worked with a guy named Steve Cardinal, excellent guy, still works in the industry. We're good friends to this day. But he also was a bit of a thespian and really into the media and arts and stuff like that. And he had a award-winning podcast and he's very creative on uh, innovative ways to do security awareness training. He said, well, let's create a podcast, Jerry. You've got personality, like we'll be the hosts and we'll do it once a week. We'll talk about current events and, uh, we'll push it to our user base and larger. So we did this podcast called InfoSec ICU for about two years. Um, And I got the, he taught me basically through exposure and practice, like how to, how to set up a mic, right? How to, how to tune the audio, how to do production schedules, how to do post-production editing, right? So some of these um, skills around media production, right? Because it's, like I O, you you're running a podcast. You you now you know it's it's not just like what the end user hears is just a slice of what actually goes into making that. So 
I learned all those skills. And when Steve left the company, I, I basically dismantled the podcast because it wasn't enjoyable without Steve anymore. And I, you know, I said, well, you know, I get asked a lot on social media about, hey, Jerry, how do I get into cyber or what is pen testing or what's the right cert? And I thought, you know, I've been answering these questions one on one, one on one. And it in like, I don't mind doing it. I, I love helping people, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. Why can't I just take this passion I have for cybersecurity, create a YouTube video, right? And start addressing those frequently asked questions per video. And when someone reaches out to me and says, hey, uh, what's the right certification for me? Or, you know, what do you think about uh, pen testing? Or where do I get training? I could just send them a link where I've already spent a lot of time and effort and focus on answering not just that question, but likely the follow-up questions that would come from that. And I can just provide it to them. So then it takes me you know, whatever, 30 seconds. And I say, Hey, here's a link and watch it. And if you have any questions, follow up with me. So I was able to effectively, um, reach a larger audience, answer more people's questions, help more people without, uh, in an asymmetric way of my time investment into it. So, um, that that's why I started it, but I will tell you, and I preach that networking is so important, especially for finding a job through the channel. And I never could have predicted this through the channel, I have made such a wide, interesting network of other professionals whom I would never have ever encountered or worked with. Uh, so that continues to drive me. And now I'm getting access to opportunities. Like I just got off the phone yesterday. Um, the United States is actually fielding a uh, U.S. cybersecurity, uh, like effect effectively like a cybersecurity Olympics team. Oh, On wow. October 5th, they're actually doing a formal uh, drafting and selection of the team. Uh, and they're going to be competing in an international competition in December in uh, Greece. And they've asked me to be part of like that draft day event. And I've got some promotional material uh, that they sent me. And it's just like, no, no one would have ever called me. I'm just some dude, it, like, you know, working behind a computer. Uh, but now I'm, I'm finding out about these things. And it's just really rewarding because, again, I love this field. So for me to be able to like help more people and get involved in more projects, is just so satisfying. So, um, yeah, so that's the deal. And I know we're going to talk about the book, but like the book is, there's four authors on the book. And because of Simply Cyber, I met those authors uh, in various steps of my journey. Uh, so when it came time to write the book, I, I already knew, you know, I didn't want to write it by myself. There's a reason why I wanted co-authors, but like I already knew when I was approached by the publisher, who I wanted involved in that book uh, for my network because of the work I had done with Simply Cyber. Excellent, excellent. Wow, that's amazing. Amazing, amazing. Um, it's a great that, you know, sharing has also given you, you opportunities. And I also tried to um, you know, tell others that if you give and, and, you, and you share what you know, like it can only grow your network. You can only, you know, attract people who, you know, are like-minded and can help you grow as well. Um, it's, uh, I always say this, like success is a social activity mm -hmm. and it, it can't be done just like cooped up, um, you know, alone trying to, you know, get into a, a, a field that is really largely based off of reputation and, and who, you know, and, and, and trust. Yeah, it, it really, it really is. And, and, you know, I also always caveat and say like, if you're introverted, if you're not comfortable and social and stuff like that, there's still opportunity for you in the field for growing a network and uh, engaging. There's just different uh, techniques that can be employed. But yeah, it's um, 
it's really cool and another thing that's always important to call out is like with networking with contributing right like you have to bring something to the network right you can't just be a taker um you can't just show up and say give me a job you know it's 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 being part of it it's answering a question it's linking to a resource it's making a podcast like i was doing here like it's contributing to the network being part of the village and then you know it, it, then the opportunities and the chances and the jobs and etc will begin to present themselves because you know the village is uh taking care of the village excellent yeah i i totally agree um you know i'm sure you know we both get messages about hey like can you help me get a job or mm-hmm. you know it's just just messages that are a bit too direct and um that that kind of feel like um you know we're being taken advantage of or, or used even though we we do want to help um but there there's other ways that you know one can come across um, yeah I, yeah yeah i mean i i i love helping people but it's it, it becomes it's very obvious when someone has done zero work uh for themselves and they just kind of want you to carry the entire load like where you get a message they're like i i need you to teach me cybersecurity you know it, that's like what are you talking about like what 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 have you done already like what are you interested in where what what is your current obstacle no no just just tell me everything i need to know and it's like all right well you know you could check out the channel but it it sounds like you haven't even done any work on your end to even understand what you would need even if even if i was uh, completely at your disposal you you haven't even done the groundwork to understand what what you need or what you actually want to ask me mm-hmm. uh so go go do that and then you know we'll we'll talk so yeah, yes i i totally agree as well um sometimes uh that that energy can can be picked up over messages it's not like uh, we can be fooled easily or you know they can try to get one over on you to mm-hmm. help you create their whole cybersecurity career um but it's really important the questions that you know one may ask so say if i were to come to to uh, Gerald and and ask for help it may be something more so on, along the lines of um you know i'm stuck between choosing between pen testing and something more um non-technical like auditing and and is there just a a way i can really decide that's a much more you know impactful question than you know what do i do to get into cybersecurity right exactly uh, and and that's a great example i like basically you've told me by that you un- you've already looked at pen testing and auditing and you have pros and cons for each and you you have a gap in your information on how to have that decision uh be made Right so that's a very specific thing that we can talk about and come to some conclusion and you know honestly it really there is no right answer it really depends on so many factors but that's that's the you know that's the details that's the meat that needs to be discussed versus you know some kind of ambivalent generic question most definitely most definitely I also wanted to touch upon your book Cybersecurity Career Master Plan when I first saw this I was ecstatic because um this is probably one of the most extensive uh you know cybersecurity career books I've ever seen um I checked out I'm going to put the uh link in the description it's available both in Kindle and paperback so there's no excuse it's out here and I looked at the uh the table of contents uh and the and the forward and it's it's great it's amazing uh five star reviews already everyone please check it out uh can you speak more to the book and 
uh, what inspired you to create the book and and um, how you came about with creating it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I guess first kind of from a, a big picture perspective, you know, thank you for, for uh, your kind words about the book and uh, between direct messages, the Amazon reviews, uh, LinkedIn posts, people, people are excited about it. People who have read it are, uh, you know, pleased with it. They find value in it, which, which is always good because it wasn't a cash grab. It never was. It was never like, if anybody knows anything about people who write books, like you don't get paid very well. The publisher takes most of the money, but we still, we still do it. Why? Because we want to get this information out there. Now, the overall uh, I want to talk about the book kind of a, from a meta perspective for a second. There's two things about the book that are really, really interesting that I think consumers of the content will really appreciate. First, the, the book itself is full of content. It's full of actionable items, right? It, you can take it and operationalize the book. It is a, effectively like a textbook manual, but... It is written in a very conversational tone. There's four authors, so each author has their own kind of tone and voice. Uh, and we don't try to, uh, the publisher wanted us to kind of have like one coherent voice. And we pushed back on that and said, that's not how this is going to work. Like it will be Jack's talking about this particular thing and talking about how later on Jerry's going to bring this. And I use my my lexicon, my kind of um cultural uh language and 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 jackson kim and john use theirs and stuff like that so you get to know us kind of personally which makes it more accessible it makes it more enjoyable to read so it's like i, I i've been calling it like a contemporary textbook where it's full of information that you absolutely should know and can operationalize but it's not going to put you to sleep because it's written like you're having a conversation with the four of us at a bar or at a coffee house and you said, hey, what, what do I need to do to get into cybersecurity? Really, really, that question that you just, we talked about the person who didn't put a lot of work in. This book actually answers that question uh, at scale because the, the construction of the book, the composition of the book was very, very deliberate. And this was, this was uh, something that I wanted to do from before I, we even decided who the authors were and stuff like that. The book is broken into three sections. Section one is do you even want to work in this field, right? So a lot of people who are uninitiated or don't understand, cybersecurity is like a lifestyle, right? It's very busy. It constantly changes. You need to stay fresh. You need to be interested. Um, and you have to know kind of where to go and, and engage the community and stuff like that. So if that's not if that's not what you're into, that's fine. That's cool. Like, it's cool. But don't, don't go, you know, don't drive 50 miles down the road to find out that you really didn't want to, you know, head, the, head into that town, right? You wanted to go somewhere else. So the first section of the book really addresses just that. Like, do we want to, do you want to work in here? Here's what the field is. Here's why it's interesting. Here's some of the challenges. Okay. So do you want to be in? So like you actively have to make a decision to, to want to be part of it. If you do go on to section two, and this is really where a lot of the meat is and actionable stuff, but section two is like, okay, so like get, you, you want to be here like, congratulations, you've made an active choice. Now let's do it. Okay. So what are the different roles in the field? So like we talked some already, right? Like SOC analyst, auditor, blue teamer, uh, digital forensics, pen tester, whatever. Here are all the roles, right? Now let's talk about the industries because working in finance is a lot different than working in healthcare is a lot different than working in higher education. And uh, fortunately, the, the, the spread of the authors 
we have covered a lot of industries. So we actually cover different industries and the pros and cons of each of those industries. And we're unabashed with what the cons are, right? We're not, we're not tiptoeing around it. Like working in finance, you get paid the most amount of money, but you're also going to have the highest level of stress because when things are messed up, people are losing money and people don't like losing money. So they will be screaming in your face and you don't have, you don't have the luxury of time to like, so you see how it plays out or anything like that. Like it's, it's real results, right? So it depends what you want. Again, we, we just provide it as almost uh, objective uh, information and allow you as the reader to choose your own adventure effectively. So what kind of job do you want? What kind of industry do you want to work in? What kind and like, and then, okay, so now you know the job and you know the industry IO, how do we get you from where you are to there? So let's talk about certifications. Let's talk about skills and trading. Let's talk about labs. Like, and, and not just talk about it at a high level, but like actionable, right? Like I, I wrote a chapter in there on how to build uh, a complete lab um, for like 50 bucks uh, using Raspberry Pi, how to get the skills, why you'd want to use those skills, how to convey those skills you develop into resume bullets. We, we have a whole section on resume and interviewing. So section two is where you are today to where you want to be with you getting the job at the end of section two, congratulations. So section three, your, your work's not over. As I mentioned, cybersecurity is a lifestyle. So in section three, we talk about how do you stay current? How do you stay fresh? How do you advance your career? How do you brand yourself? How do you get access to more opportunities? And how do you how do you level up your career? And that's that's really it. So the idea is it takes someone who may or may not know that they want to get in the field, right? Let's talk about like someone who just graduated with a computer science degree or somebody who's just getting out of the military, being a loadmaster. This book is, I mean, it's, we literally called it career master plan for a reason. It wasn't like a, a coincidence, right? I, I originally wanted to call it the career blueprint, uh, but for whatever reason, we didn't do that. But the, this is what the book is. And uh, it, it, that's what inspired me to do it because um, on YouTube, on Simply Cyber, I make all these videos, but they're all like uh, specific things, right? It's like a buffet. But if you've never eaten the cuisine at this buffet, you don't understand necessarily that like, you know, you, you don't start with dessert typically, right? I mean, unless you, you're having a cheat day, right? Maybe you have like a salad, then you have an app, then an entree, then dessert, right? With Simply Cyber, yeah, I can make playlists and stuff like that, but you might be a little confused about what to do and how to do it. And like, if you're wasting time watching a video on pen testing, when you really should be watching my SOC analyst videos, because that's really where you want to be. So this book is like a shortcut where it's all, it's all curated in a very specific order to achieve a very specific goal for the reader. Um, and, and that's, and that's why, that's why we did it. Right. So it, they complement each other, the book and the YouTube and all the other stuff that, uh, we do. Uh, but the book is supposed to be a very focused, deliberate, um, execution path for anyone who's interested in the field. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. Very, very excited. And I'm, I'm happy to, to share with, uh, anyone listening, please go check it out. Um, it really, it really does sound like there is, um, you know, a, a defined pathway from, you know, entering the field, uh, knowing what to do. And one thing I liked as well is, is even what to do when you, once you're in it and how to increase, um, you know, your opportunities, because it doesn't stop there. And I, I really believe that a, a lot of um, job seekers right now are, are really focused on that first part of getting in when mm -hmm. like that's that's really just the beginning. 
Really, uh, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's really just the beginning, but it, it, it may be a, an end destination. Like I'm finally in the field, not knowing that there may be some some sleepless nights, not knowing that, um, you know, you might have to be on call, not knowing, again, uh, the lifestyle. I really appreciate that you said that because uh, I, I definitely agree that, that cybersecurity, I mean, there's, there's jobs, there's careers, but uh, what we have here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is, is, a, is a lifestyle that, that we're going into. And um, not knowing what that entails, it, it could be detrimental to, you know, your outside life, family life. Uh, if you're not prepared to, uh, you know, live that lifestyle and um, mm -hmm. do the things necessary to, to live a balanced life. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I want to segue into it, uh, even since we're talking about lifestyle, um, because I, that's one thing I really believe uh our listeners might not really understand if you were to describe the if you were to describe the lifestyle of um, a cybersecurity professional, um, what would it be? What would what would uh, what would the the general lifestyle of a cybersecurity practitioner be like? Yeah, um, that's that's interesting. So you know, someone I, I would argue it's it's the lifestyle is almost kind of representative of the personality, right? So anyone can be successful at cybersecurity, but I. I do feel like a level of curiosity, a level of interest, a, a desire to solve puzzles, um, you know, uh, and take a proactivity initiative, uh, because in, in our field, like, it, you, well, you almost have to have these kind of traits, not not exclusively, right? So if you don't have them and you're listening, you can work, you know, you can kind of, I guess, work towards it and uh, adopt it as something that becomes part of your style, but because our industry is constantly changing it's like a cat and mouse game yes you know with compliance and stuff like that you 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 could get hired and you could audit an org or help them prep for a FISMA audit or a PCI audit and stuff like that but at the end of the day the reason that the controls are being selected um, is because threat actors are constantly attacking right so these controls are seen as minimum compliance controls in order to have some level minimum level of understanding that your organization is protected at some minimum level okay so it's very much a cat and mouse game so where the cat is the threat actors uh either be it cyber criminals apts script kitties hacktivists and then we are the mouse so whenever the cat comes up with some new clever attack or some zero day exploit we as mice have to make adjustments and check our environment um stay informed on threat intel make sure our tools are updated and stuff like that and the second that we get into a better security posture against whatever this monday attack was then the cat says oh well that's not working anymore let's come up with this tuesday attack and then you it, it's constantly a stacked um game of cat and mouse and and that's something just from an operational perspective of of running a cybersecurity program or being a contributing member of a cybersecurity program that you have to be aware of so you know, uh, yeah, so you have to, I, I don't want to call it threat briefings, but like, for example, every morning I'm responsible for an information security program. So it's behooven or beholden on me or be, it, I'm behooved. No, there's definitely a word I'm looking for. I, I don't know what it is right now, but it's incumbent upon me to understand what's going on today. So I listen to a daily podcast, um, cybersecurity headlines, if anyone's interested, and it's a, maybe a 10 minute podcast. They cover the top five stories that you should know about. And I use that to inform uh, myself. In fact, uh, just to give you a real world example, um, this Z loader uh, ransomware variant that was getting pushed by threat actors who cleverly had bought uh, Google AdWords and which pushed their result to the very top of Google. So when you searched for Zoom install, 
or Zoom client, the malware was the first result. This happened between August 26th and September 6th. And uh, a lot of people, including people in an organization that I'm responsible for, uh, downloaded this malware and ran it. <laughs> and, and, you know, and this is a clever novel attack by the threat actors. They wrote a piece of malware, but how do they get you to do it? Well, put it at the top of Google search, right? So, um, but I, I heard about that in cybersecurity headlines and then noticed it in my environment and immediately, you know, took action. So it's very much, um, you know, constant. Now, getting a little bit deeper into lifestyle to your original question, it can be stressful, right? Now, usually on the defensive side, this is more the case, but um, when there's an active incident, it's not like you can punch out at five o'clock and be like, well, you know, I'll see you like, see you on Monday. Uh, you know, like, We'll, we'll contain this incident a little bit further on Monday. No, like you have to, you have to address it, right? So with blue team and defense, on, and we point this out in the book as a downside, like you can have mental health issues because, you know, if there's an active threat in your environment moving around, I mean, it becomes like a very anxiety, uh, adrenaline dumping, you know, high energy kind of thing where leadership's asking what's going on. You're, you're trying to decide where they are. Do you pull, do you pull the plug on the network? Do you just wipe machines? How bad is the infection? How, how have they exfiltrated any data? So it, it, it can be high stress, right? So people will start to um, self-medicate with, you know, whatever uh, their way of medicating is. Uh, so you gotta be, you gotta be aware of that, but there are ways to protect yourself from mental health. And the best thing is, um, or mental health burnout, the best thing is that our industry has started confronting the stigma of mental health being a weakness or mental health burnout being a weakness. It actually started supporting people and having honest conversations about mental health and stuff like that. So I'm not, I'm not saying all cybersecurity work results in mental health degradation, stuff like that, but it is part of the metaverse of the lifestyle, right? So, and, and just one final thing on lifestyle. Um, I just want to point out that the community uh, of cybersecurity professionals, both on LinkedIn and Twitter's got a pretty healthy InfoSec community has transitioned. I'm 41. When, when I kind of came in, uh, there was like a, a little bit more of toxicity and elitism. Like I'm, I'm elite, uh, you know, like if you've ever heard like one, three, three, seven elite, like, mm -hmm. and you're not so suck it. And like, if you ask a question, instead of getting a helpful answer, you just get made fun of. Right. So that has significantly transitioned into a much more inclusive community. So as far as that lifestyle goes, you can, at this point in time in cybersecurity, you can find community, uh, for people who are just into like Android malware reverse engineering, or you can find a community for, you know, CMMC auditors, or you know what I mean? Like there's so many pockets now because it's, it the industry has matured to the point of specialties. Um, so that lifestyle, you can definitely uh, find camaraderie and friendship in it. In fact, the co-authors of my book, plus a couple other people who are involved in it, but not the direct writing of it, we have like group chat. Uh, I have multiple group chats with multiple pockets of people um, that I engage with daily um, that are all cybersecurity related. It's just different, you know, there's there's a different common thread that ties us together for each of these different uh, groups. So yeah, the, the, I guess that's a long answer of what's the lifestyle like, yeah. Excellent answer though. I really, I'm really glad you touched upon even um, the defensive side and, and how 
can be stressful and and your point of um you know nine to five yeah that's, that's what's on paper but uh, in reality uh these threat actors are, are they're they're on 24 7 mm-hmm. and uh yeah go ahead no, I mean, and most of them are well aware that on a Labor Day weekend, it, like I'm a senior guy, I'm not working Labor Day weekend, the junior guy is who has less experience, right? Mm-hmm. So threat actors aren't stupid, they're actually quite sophisticated. So what's an easier target, <laughs> a, a junior operator or a senior operator, <laughs> the junior, right? And, and what are the chances that I've had a couple pops on Labor Day weekend? Pretty good, right? So, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So threat actors do that. We saw this with... Um, Geez, we see it on uh, over the Christmas holidays all the time. Uh, a couple of years ago, you remember Lizard Squad did denial of service on Microsoft and PlayStation networks on Christmas Day that lasted 24 hours. So, yeah, they're not they're not they're not stupid. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah. Most definitely, yes, yes, they they do really think things through, and um, you know, it, again, it, it is a cat and mouse game um, where you know, as as defenders, we have to. Uh, adapt and, and make sure that um, you know we're, we're we're doing the best we can to protect the uh, you know our, our networks. Um, I guess I want to know if there's uh, anything else you want to touch on um, uh, for for this episode. Um, the explanation of the book was was incredible. I really feel like uh, our listeners can really take advantage of that and, and, and learn a lot, as well as your YouTube channel. Um, Maybe if there's any uh, any questions you get a lot of that you maybe want to answer now for for anyone listening. Yeah, I, you know I do get a lot of questions. It's it's kind of funny. I was I was developing this right before we jumped on this podcast. So by the time people hear this, it should be in place. But uh, I have 150 videos now on Simply Cyber. I got notified like you know congratulations, you got 150 uploads, and. I have a couple playlists on there, but like a playlist is like red team is one playlist or, or sock analyst is a playlist. Like I didn't really think through what the playlist should be. So I'm really, really excited that right before we got on, I started building out these playlists, but like I'm building playlists now that are very specific because I have enough content now to like assemble these things. But I I just want to point out like, and I'd love your thoughts on this IO. Like, so one of the playlists is called I'm transitioning military and I want to get a job in cybersecurity. And that, that playlist is going to be, you know, what is cybersecurity? I have a, um, I have a live stream with six veterans who transitioned into cyber and six things, like six different perspectives on things they wish they knew before they got out of the military. I've got uh, how to do resumes in there. And then, so, so it's like really tailored for the person who is transitioning military. A couple other ones, just to give you some playlist titles. Uh, I'm absolutely done with my job and I want to pivot into cybersecurity. I get a lot of people who are in finance or accounting or HR and they just, I I have a guy I'm I'm working with right now who's a DJ and he's like, it's cool, but COVID really screwed me over. Like I, this, I can't, my dad wants me to come work with him and his company and that's absolutely boring. Like I want to get into cybersecurity. What do I do? So that particular person, right. And then uh, I've got one in here, like I need to understand cybersecurity certifications, right? So that's, that's a question I get often, like what, what cert do I get? And you know, is this cert better than this cert? So that whole playlist is going to be all centered around there. And, uh, you know, one place is called, I need to know everything about actually getting a job in cybersecurity. And that one's really focused around almost kind of maps to like the book that we talked about where it's like, here's how resumes work. Here's how interviews work. Here's what the lifestyle's like. Here's how, you know, like, here's everything about the meta of a job in cybersecurity. Not so much like this is how you pop a shell on a Linux box. It's like, 
the, the meta of the job. So I'm pretty excited. Um, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are about this approach, but, <laughs> and I don't even know how successful playlists get out to people on YouTube, but I'm going to be sharing this with people because I really think it's more like the best way to get this information to individuals is to personalize it. You know, like there's so many different stories. There's so many different people trying to break in, but if you bucket them together, there's really uh, only a handful of different kind of avatars or use cases that I'll, there's a lot of commonality among individuals. Right. And that's what I'm trying to capture here is, you know, for the, for the 22% of people that come to me or come to simply cyber or talk to me on LinkedIn, um, they are all military people who want to get into cybersecurity. So how do they take advantage of their GI bill? You know, what, what vet programs are there? Like I've got all that content. I can just say here, this is, this is designed for you. You're transitioning military and you want to get a job in cyber, get, get busy. And, and you know what, it, it's almost like what I was saying before, where like the content on YouTube on the channel is, is everywhere. So you might spend or waste time watching videos that don't really map to you because you like my channel or whatever. I, I don't like, I love people watching my content, but like, I don't want you to waste a single second. I want every moment that you invest in yourself to be towards a goal. Uh, and not wasting time going sideways. So that that's that's kind of what I'm hoping to achieve with this this yeah, I guess playlist lineup that I'm working mm -hmm. on right now. Yeah, I believe it's a, it's a great idea. Um, I think it would be very uh, impactful to those who again want to help themselves or very motivated. And you know, if you send over those links uh, to those that um, could be really uh, helped by the playlist uh, and they take full full advantage of it, it's it's great. Um, I, I really appreciate the fact that not only are you pushing out content consistently, 150 videos, I'm gonna say congratulations right now for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Because that, because that is just, um, that, that, that is just the literally proof of consistency and, and your commitment to help those break and get into the field. Again, you said that, um, you know, you, you set out to, to help and, and that's, that's real proof there. And on top of that, uh, even taking a step back to. Uh, create playlists for specific groups of, of people who want to get into the field. That's amazing. I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And, and it'll be a great help. I, I definitely agree. I believe it's an excellent idea. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you even, uh, you know, push that far to, to, to have that. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, if anyone's listening uh, and wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I've got a discord server and the YouTube and stuff like that, but I feel like, um, LinkedIn is, is definitely kind of where I'm the most chatty, if you will. And, um, I guess just to plug my website, I mean, it's, it's a free website, but people can go there. It's simplycyber.io, And, uh, I have a huge list of free resources, like, like probably a thousand free resources, all, all specific to cybersecurity. So if people are looking for free, uh, that always seems to fit in the budget. So <laughs> go, go there and check it out. Most definitely. Yes. I'll link everything, uh, under the show notes as well. So your new book, your YouTube channel, and anything else you want me to add as well, please send it over. Okay. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, listening, Gerald uh, has a lot of great re resources. Please check it out. Uh, you won't be disappointed at all. Trust me. Um, you know, this is, this is a top, top tier uh, content right here. Um, and I see you put a lot of time and energy. Just the book alone from how you explained it is, is excellent. Um, and it will save a lot of people time in asking questions that are already answered because they're already online at your website. Um, Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much.
I guess we put before we close out today. Um, yeah, again, is there anything else you wanted to, you wanted to add? No, no, no. I think this has been a really great conversation. I I hope that you know if anyone is listening and curious about uh, you know anything cybersecurity, like definitely, there's a lot of that. This is another thing that I like to tell people. Like, there is a lot of room in the pool, right? Don't I don't like that's what a it's not a guiding principle. I don't say it really very often openly. But like, there is so much opportunity. Like I get a lot of people who are like, am I too old to get into the field? Or am I not IT enough to get into the field? Or, you know, I'm from a different country. Can I get in the field? It's like, with all due respect, it doesn't matter how old you are, where you're coming from, what your gender is, like what your educational background is, what your socioeconomic, if you have no money, right? If you're a, a single mom of four, like there is opportunity and a path for everybody to get into our field and like i said that website's got all the free resources right i mean i almost feel like what you're paying for with something like the book right that costs a couple bucks what you're paying for is the the curation and layout of it so you don't have to spend as much time getting it all of the resources in the book in one way or another are freely available right what the book does is it puts it together in a way that's very, very logical and very, very deliberate and very, very impactful, right? Um, so I, I just want everyone to know that it's super inclusive. I, I I always try to debunk when someone says, like, I can't be in the field or, you know, I'm too, I'm too something. Whatever I'm too something is, um, there's an answer that can dispel that myth. And uh, I love, I love, uh, I love helping people understand that and then take steps to um, achieve, you know, whatever cybersecurity job they want. I want more people in the industry. Trust me, I could use the help personally in my role. <laughs> so. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gerald. And, and I definitely agree. Um, you know, I could use the help too. So if you know anybody, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, again, just a recap for everyone listening, you know, we went over, um, you know, Gerald's offerings in terms of the cybersecurity uh, master plan, which is a great book, as well as his YouTube channel and, and website simply cyber.io. Um, again, thank you for your time today, Gerald. Uh, and it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Io. Be good. Right. Excellent.